0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this
3: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
1: It is quite the week, isn't it? I mean, guys, this is insane. It's Ben here. Ashley uh, will be calling in in just a second. Uh, obviously, life has changed a lot for all of us. And we're going to talk a lot about it on this episode. We are putting this episode up right away because it's important for uh, the Almost Famous Nation that we have out there, I know, has been asking us questions. Also, a lot of us are just sitting in our homes right now. So what else are we going to do other than listen to podcasts? And I'm telling you, we have some incredible podcasts coming up for you. We have been working around the clock to plan some of uh, the best guests, to talk about some of the most pressing topics, and also just hang out with you all as we pass the time together. Today's podcast is going to be focused on... On the coronavirus, what we're doing during this time, what Bachelor Nation is doing during this time. We're also going to have some special guests on. Uh, Travis Stork is coming on to talk to us uh, from a doctor's perspective of what the coronavirus is. Is and then also Taylor Nolan um, talks to us about uh, kind of the anxiety that feels uh, like we're experiencing while the coronavirus is spreading across really the globe. But first. Uh, We have a really special guest, uh, somebody who is a favorite of Bachelor Nation, uh, somebody who is beautiful and elegant, uh, a person that I care deeply about, and I know you all do as well. Uh, She's a game changer in this world, a bright light to all. It is Ashley Iconetti on the line right now. Ashley, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be welcome to my podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ashley, where are you at right now?
0: I am in Northern Virginia at my parents' house. Jared and I are going to hang here for a couple of weeks, and um, well, depending on how this goes, we'll play it by ear, of course. But we may drive up to his parents in Rhode Island because we just figured spend this time quarantining in the house with the people you love, you know.
1: Well, I'm not with you guys, so I feel like I'm I'm not with everybody I love, which oh, is sad.
0: Man, I knew that was going to come. That's so <laughs> sad. You know, well, we we would love to have
1: you. It's been a while since you and I have been able to sit down and talk. Obviously, I was on tour, uh, and then last week I was sitting in Kansas City at dinner, and uh, the tour manager came in and let us all know that we were going to be heading home from tour. Uh, mm-hmm. That we need a place to go, and unfortunately, my house in Denver is being rented right now uh, by a friend of mine. So I don't have a home. So I came back to Indiana right now. I'm in Indiana. You're on the East Coast. Ashley, overall, how is this virus and the changes that are taking place, how is it affecting you and Jared and your family?
0: I mean, you know, I think the the biggest thing is just staying home. Today, I think we're going to go take a nice long walk. My my parents' house is like a mile off the Potomac, so I think like one thing you could do is probably go outdoors. I think a lot of people are thinking like you can stay inside, but like... If there's a nature and there's not, like, big – there's not a lot of people around, then I think, like, you can go for walks. (laughs) We can get our exercise that way. Um, But I think the biggest change for everyone is just staying home. And I think, like, I have grand plans. I'm like, oh going to stay home, I'm going to I'm going to work out my parents, you know, at home gym. I'm going to like read books. I'm going to like write things that I've planned on writing for months and now I'm just like sitting on the couch, you know, eating <laughs> and watching <laughs> the same shows over and over again. It's like I need to get on the productive track about being home because everybody always wishes for more downtime, right? And more time to to hang around with family. And I think it's probably the time to take advantage of all that.
1: It really is. I actually, uh, uh, USA Today came out with an article this morning that said the 100 top things are just best things to do while you're kind of in quarantine. And one thing that my family and I have been doing is puzzles. Uh, I've taken a walk every day, and I'm telling you, it's been really nice for me. Actually, the doctors today on some of the news outlets are saying, yeah, please get outside. Just don't gather with people. Don't get close to people. But get outside, walk, explore nature. Uh, read outside these things. I mean, this morning I woke up and I wrote a a ton of emails to people that I have been missing writing emails to. This is a time to catch back up and to refocus, but also to rest, which I think is so important. As you said, so many people desire rest. You and I both do. This is a time to rest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes you can feel guilty about it. You're like, oh, like, usually you're like, oh, I could be doing this or I could be doing that. Like, there's always work to be done. Like, I think that, like, the definition of being an adult is basically like when you have time off, you know you could be doing actually something productive. But right now, you may actually have nothing productive to do and you have nothing to feel guilty about. So just chill out. Clear your mind.
1: Ashley, that brings me to a good point because – You do need rest. You've been really busy the last few weeks. I was on tour, and while I was on tour, you're hosting the Almost Famous podcast on your own and doing a terrific job while doing it. Uh, Congratulations, first off, on the numbers that you've been pulling um, with the Almost Famous podcast. Peter's season was obviously wild. You've talked a lot about it. We don't need to go into it right now. I just want to say thank you and congratulations on all the, everything you've done the last few weeks for for this podcast.
0: Oh, Ben, come on. You are working way harder over there doing a live show, exerting that energy every single night. So I've been missing you. <clears throat> I've been like your skill balances my skill, and I've, I've truly missed having that. Um, I've been thankful for everybody who's come on the podcast to support me um, throughout the weeks that we've had, you know, bad connection with you or whatnot. Um, I also just, do you want to mention the bachelor season one time? Because can you imagine the Weber quarantine right now at at the Weber
1: house? Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a good point. I, I I saw on social media that took the social media to explain that they fixed things as a family or it's never been contentious. I don't know how it hasn't been a little bit contentious after that finale, but yeah, I mean, if you want to force family fun lock in a family that was just on national television into a house and make them you know battle it out the ashley you said something there uh though that's that's really uh interesting for me i've been co-hosting this tour with becca and so now i have like two co-hosts and it's weird it's weird to me becca's asked me a lot like hey how does it feel to be co-hosting something with me and Ashley, and like Ashley, I have missed you. I've missed the team here. It's weird. Becca's been terrific. We have a great time on tour, but it feels like it feels like I'm missing a piece of my life when oh, I'm not man. talking to you. It really does. It's weird.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Well, it's right back at you. I mean, the podcast will never be the same without you. And it, and every episode that goes by without you is not as good. <laughs>
1: Well, it's I don't know about that, but heart. we can patty-cake each other all the time because you know I love you, and I know that you love me, and this has been awesome so far. Uh, but we've got to jump into this, Ashley. Uh, the coronavirus is affecting so many. Uh, there's been so many things about it that are unknown and confusing, but the one thing we do know is it's canceling a lot of things. It's closing a lot of things. Just, just today— the city that I have my restaurants in just mentioned that or just announced that we're gonna be closing all restaurants for eight weeks. We can still do delivery wow, and takeout. Like yeah. things are changing, especially in Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Nation had two huge things coming up. One is summer games, the second is the Bachelorette. Allegedly, Summer Games right now is not gonna happen,
4: mm-hmm. at least
1: from what we're that's understanding.
4: And that's Bachelorette that's has been there.
1: pushed back. What is going to happen here? Like, do you think people are going to be more excited about this bachelor world? Once it comes back, do you think we're, we're going to miss it? Like what is going to go on in the bachelor world over these next few months?
0: I don't know. I'm truly like more worried. I mean, not that anything, any worry compares about compares to the worry that we have about our health and as a nation and all that. But I mean, if we were going to get trivial here, I am a little bit concerned about the logistics of the bachelorette season and then paradise. Um, I mean, winter, I mean, summer games aside now that like, that was supposed to, I think film in May. And if, I mean, of course, I could see that being gone. But then how are they going to work the Bachelorette and then film Paradise in June and then have it air during the summer and not go into, like, Dancing with the Stars territory? I guess it, it has to do with what ABC is going to prioritize. But all I'm, I'm worried about Claire finally gets her chance. And now what if she doesn't get her chance? They can't do that, right?
1: I mean, they can't. You'd have
0: to have a weird abbreviated season or a season where she just dates people from like a soundstage, right?
1: Definitely. Well, here's the part too, Ashley, I want to talk to you about because they would have to do an abbreviated season. They'd have to mix it up. A bit. They're going to have to do something uh, because – the one thing we don't we do still have is television right we can read we can walk we can sleep we can rest we can write letters we can do puzzles we also have tv that's been a big part of part of our world for a long time i want to know your opinion on this when they started claire's season which they did start they locked they had her on lockdown she was isolated from the world they didn't never met the her, guys
0: though she never met but, the
1: guys but here's my point ashley yeah. is they announced the men so for the first time ever, she can literally know every single man going on to her season. Does that change the game a bit?
0: Actually, um well I don't wanna like I don't want to reveal personal conversations, but now that you bring that up, I, I just DM'd with Claire a little bit yesterday and she says she hasn't looked at the pictures. Uh, she said that the pictures were released when, of course, she didn't have her phone and now it's like kind of up to her whether she wants to take a look at it or not. But right yeah. now, as of now, she hasn't looked at them.
1: I would be, wouldn't you?
0: Um, I'd be super curious, but I also know that the pictures never really fully describe someone. Remember when the pictures came out about um, for Hannah's season, and we were all like really worried for her, (laughs) which is so sad to say. Uh, And then we saw the guys come out of the limo, and we thought that they were so cute, and she had like some really great quality guys. So I think if I were in Claire's shoes, I probably wouldn't look at the pictures because like I'd want to get my first impression of them in real life and not have like any preconceived notion of them.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm just wondering. Even then, past that, are any of these guys DMing her? Um, you know, we. It's not, oh,
0: that's a great point.
1: Yeah, it's not against Bachelor Nation to DM. I mean, we've seen it. Not to mention any names, I think it's pretty obvious. But when any the, any time there's a girl that's getting broken up with on the show, or there's a guy that like for the most time, it's the girls, you can always look at their pictures that they post on Instagram and see, you know, who's probably sliding into the DMs because of all the likes that they're getting from the same person. It's not above Bachelor Nation to use social media to connect with each other.
0: That is a really good point, and that kind of brings up the fact that Hannah Ann said on Ellen this week that she wanted to date Tyler Cameron, which is interesting because Tyler is such good friends with Peter that I wasn't even sure that that was even going to be on the table. But as of right now, it looks like Hannah B. and Tyler may be rekindling things. It may be a little bit too early to say that, but we saw Hannah arrive to the airport in Florida a couple days ago. Tyler picked her up, and then they were also seen at a sporting store later that day together and she did go to his mom's memorial i wouldn't assume that they're just friends who fly to see each other like obviously like her going to his mom's memorial is something that a friend would do especially since he's had such a big role in her life for and and vice versa for the past year but like coming to visit again at this time in our country shows I feel like there's something romantic to it. Like they want to be quarantine buddies together. What if that's what they're doing? They're going to just go spend weeks in like in, in an off camera Happy couple weekend, sweet. They're being quarantine buddies. I saw something on um, Instagram yesterday. It was like, will you be my quarantine?
5: <laughs> uh, because
0: think about how much you have to love someone to be down to spend, who knows, weeks on end and just cooped up together.
1: I mean, yeah, because this could, like, things could get really interesting here soon if we have a shutdown of any kind or the statewide. Like, she could be stuck there hanging out with Tyler, just her and Tyler together. I mean, if that's me, I'm assuming that they're interested in being more than just friends, right?
0: Yeah, and it not only is this, you know, coronavirus, uh, this period in our life, but it's also Tyler adult, and I can't even imagine what he's going through, having just lost his mom two weeks ago. Um, I mean, just think about how, like, what what a kind of emotional and sensitive state he's in. Like, he's going to choose the people that he wants to be with at this time very carefully.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, hey, great for them. Terrific for them. They have dated before. They tried it again. It didn't work out. So, I mean, we celebrate this, right? We're, we're shipping. Yeah. Hey, we're, ship Ship's the right word, right? We're shipping this relationship. We are
0: totally shipping this. And can we talk about the shade that she possibly threw last week at Peter? Because she posted an Instagram of her, I think it was, was she like on a swing or something? And it said... Freedom, and it was right after Hannah Ann alluded to Peter reaching out to Hannah B for um, closure during their um, their engagement. Oh wow! I know.
1: What what do you think? Okay, wow. If she did say that, you think she was really just shading Peter because Peter probably reached out wanting just to say, "Hey, Hannah, I'm glad this is done," or "Hey, is this done?" And now she's saying freedom from the the rumors that they could be together?
0: Wait, where is this picture? Oh, there it is. Oh, wait. She must have been on her Insta story. I read this a couple, of like, like, yesterday, that somebody said that she captioned a photo. It may have been on her Insta story. Freedom. And then she posted a picture five days ago on her main feed that says, I choose sun over shade. Hmm. So I don't know what... I don't know what I, this
1: means, actually. Quite honestly, I need shade. you to explain it to me. I don't know <laughs> what she means.
0: Well, I don't know if I know what she means either. But I definitely know that I choose sun over shade. Sounds like she thinks somebody was shading her last week. Um, did she think that Hannah Ann was shading her by saying that he reached out? Or is she? she saying that she... Is not going to partake in any of this Peter drama, even though she was just kind of pulled into it a little bit.
1: Well, here's how we can find out. As usual, uh, Almost Famous team of all you listeners, uh, please email us or uh, tweet us uh, and hashtag Almost Famous podcast. What do you think it means? What do you know it means? You guys always know a ton, uh, so educate us so we can educate you. Email us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia dot com. <clears throat> yeah, Ashley. In further Bachelor news, we're going to go back to Peter for a second. He, he came out on social media and said that his mom and his family are fine. They fix things. Uh, everything's going to be all right. Uh, they're actually all hanging out together again. Are, are you surprised? Uh, do you, what do you think the thought was? Do you know anything about how their family dynamic kind of worked right after the show? Because I'll tell you this, as, as you mentioned on the podcast last week, it definitely wasn't pretty.
0: I mean, I, can't, I, I know they're saying that their family dynamic is fine. Um, I mean, I can't imagine forgiving that quickly, um, especially, especially after, like, his mom didn't even quit after the live show. So, like I said last week, she had Monday night's episode, which was obviously pre-taped, to go and watch her behavior, which wasn't, like, that bad on Monday mm-hmm. night. And she could have contained herself, you know, she could have been on, like, a better bitter behavior right if she wanted to come across a little bit warmer a little bit more accepting but then on the live show she decided to be completely not warm and accepting and i was like okay so maybe barbara is leaning into this like she does not Mm -hmm. care she feels so strongly about his her opinions on madison that she's not going to back down on this she doesn't care what she looks like and then two days later on thursday peter And Maddie both announced together on Instagram, like, you know, in separate posts, but we'll post at the same time, that they are no longer pursuing a relationship together. And I don't think this is a, this is such, such not a shocker that you and I didn't bring this up until like 10, 15 minutes into the podcast (laughs) because like we basically knew that they were not going to have a relationship after seeing their dynamic on after the final rose at the same time as they posted those posts on Instagram his mom did one of those weird singing things with her friends where she, like, posts a video of them all in a row singing a song and dancing.
5: And the song
0: was Leaving on a Jet Plane. And she was, like, joyously singing this. This was not like a woman who just coincidentally was singing this song with her friends the same time her son posted on Instagram about, like, whatever breakup, if you want to call it that for you know, sake of simplicity. Um, But but like, that was the most direct shade ever. Like this woman loves her villain edit.
4: Yes. (laughs) She
0: she loves being sassy. And um, I'm starting to honestly think, what didn't we see with Madison? Is there something that we have completely overlooked that they completely edited out? Because why is this family leaning so hard into the fact that she's, not a sweet person or not what we
1: think she is. I mean, I honestly have zero. You're right. I mean, it's almost like there has to be more because it doesn't make sense if there's not. The other part to this is I remember my mom and I, before we did the live show together, I sat her down and said, Mom, like, I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know how what happens on that stage. Mom and Dad, here's my advice. Don't say anything. If at all, it's going to be controversial. Just sit there, smile, shake your head. We'll figure it out later. And that's exactly what they did. It's interesting when any type of family member feels like it's their stage to take over. Uh, That's what happens. And it gets dangerous, especially when you, you know, continue it on to social media. I think I saw the other day that she had like 98,000 comments on one of her pictures. Barbed out. That's
0: the craziest thing I've ever heard. Insane. That's wild. Well, we should also mention that at the time that those posts went up, Madison was hanging out with Selena Gomez at what looked to be a Target, trying to pick out board games for their girls' night.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing.
0: Now that is wild.
1: Wow. They met at church. Uh, The rumor is they met at the Hillsong Church there in Los Angeles. Uh, It's a really popular church for... Um, for those people in LA who are, I guess, celebs, uh, but they were part of the same small group and now they're hanging out at, in the evening, um, Madison is going to be just fine. And honestly, so is Peter. Uh, it's just for the meantime here, it feels heavy. Every time somebody comes up to me and wants to talk about it, I just feel for Peter and for, you know, for the family because you never want this to to hurt the family and you never want things to become exposed on national TV that maybe you've been blinded to or you've ignored for a while. And so Madison's going to come out of this just fine. It's just going to take a little bit longer for Peter to kind of get, you know, washed through and forgotten about and then he can come back and reemerge, you know, into the world.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that a lot of people left this season being like, oh, maybe Hannah B. and Peter will now rekindle things. Well, Hannah made it loud and clear this week that she is not rekindling things with Peter.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, also, uh, Chris Harrison just took to social media to say that they're still trying to figure out what's going to happen next with The Bachelorette. So I just want to give us an update there. That just happened as we're on here. It's breaking news that Chris Harrison says they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with The Bachelorette. Hey, Claire finally had her shot, Ashley. We want the best for her. We just don't know when it's coming um, at this point. Ashley, as we close out and say goodbye to you here, uh, what are your plans in the next, I guess what would be your recommendation to listeners to entertain themselves in the next couple weeks as we're all under quarantine?
0: Okay, well, actually, Chris Harrison also just tweeted that they're trying to figure out what seasons of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette people are most wanting to watch right now because I think it will... I'm deducting that they're going to put a couple more seasons out there, whether on Netflix or on HBO... Um, what is it? HBO Max, which is where I think that they're planning on putting a lot of seasons But Maybe they're going to try to speed that process up. So, you guys, everybody vote for Chris Soules' season <laughs> <laughs> and Caitlin Verso's season. If you guys are watching The Bachelor now and you haven't watched those seasons, you're going to be in for a treat. So, you know, respond to Chris Harrison's tweet with whatever season that you would like to rewatch or see for the first time. I also just want to throw out that, like I just said, I'm being overly cautious right now, but I think Maddie seems like an amazing woman, and when I said that she, you know, there may be more to the story, I'm not saying that I personally believe there's more, but like, I, I can't believe that the Weber family would be reacting if there wasn't some other thing that she did to them, other than make them wait for three hours. Which, woohoo! Thank you, Chris Harrison, for coming out this week and saying that um, it was not Maddie throwing a fit or causing the delay in three hours. You cannot, you can't hold such a grudge against a girl because she made you wait a couple hours while a show was being made. And you also can't, um, even for like her saying that, no, I don't love your son, I really, really believe that it didn't go down that way. I think that when, sorry, I'm going on a tangent here, but when Peter's mom says, she came to me and said, no, I don't love your son, I'm pretty sure it must have been, have you told my son that you love him yet and she probably said no because we're not at a point in our relationship where i feel like that's appropriate because we're having a tough time right now and i'm not really sure if we like see we have the same expectations in a relationship anyway (sighs) sorry i just had to get that out there ben (laughs) and other than that um, do you have any binge shows I, I that you would recommend? I would recommend seasons one and two of The Sinner, especially season one. I would definitely recommend um, getting outside and taking those walks that we were talking about earlier in the show. And, um, yeah, maybe just games with your family if you're home with your family. Um, I haven't played a board game in freaking so long, but I think we're going to do it. It's Jared's favorite thing, and he always wants to play them. And I'm always like, Jared, board games are boring. But... I think that I'll, I'll rip them out and make them make happy starting like mm, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean, that's it. Binge-watching TV. I like the Ozarks. I'm loving the West Wing. I've watched a lot of it. You can go back and watch all the Office shows. Uh, Narcos is a terrific show. There's so many things out there. I mean, you can have a blast watching TV. Read some books. And and Ashley, just before we say goodbye, you don't have to protect yourself here. I get what you're saying. Uh, I'm one that doesn't like to blame editing because oftentimes I don't believe editing is, I think editing is the easy scapegoat uh, for bad behavior. But quite honestly, I know I've been on this show and I think Chris Harrison and Fleiss and everybody would agree with me. The one thing that I do know is that you're never in charge of timing when you're on the show. And so three hours wait to walk into a house is not Maddie's fault. That is something else going on, editing or not. That's just production having to put on a show and probably trying to get their stuff in order before Maddie walks inside due to whatever circumstance and variable. And families need to know that when it comes to the timing of the show, there's a lot of things that have to work out to make things go on time, and it never goes on time. Ashley, you're awesome. We love you. Uh, We're going to continue on this podcast with Derek Pate, who's in New York City. And New New York City obviously just announced that they're going to be on a city lockdown. Travis Stork is coming on to talk Corona uh, and Taylor Nolan will come on to talk anxiety-facing viruses and just uh, anxiety-facing uh, variables like this that are so unknown. Ashley, we love you. We thank you, and we'll talk to you really soon.
0: Love you. Thank you for taking over today. Um, hey, enjoy yourself. And, um, I can't wait to hear your boy's podcast with Ari. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ash.
1: Thanks Which a will lot. We'll come out
0: later this week, guys. See ya.
1: Bye. <laughs> Uh, Before we bring on Derek Paith, let's take a second talk about one of our sponsors and come back to talk about all the things that are changing in New York City.
2: It's Giannina from Love and Sight, a new iHeartRadio podcast all about the TV show Love is Blind. Are you addicted to Love is Blind? We are here to satisfy all your Love is Blind cravings.
1: And if you haven't watched yet, join us everywhere you listen to podcasts for everything you need to know.
0: Do you want to find out how Damien and I got back together? Yep, I'm the girl that got left at the altar.
1: The Love is Blind cast will join us, telling us things they have never revealed. And you get all the behind the scenes, all the details, all the never seen footage, and the ultimate question...
0: Can an experiment like this actually work? Is love truly blind? And iHeartRadio is bringing you every little nugget, Love Insight, available now everywhere you listen to podcasts. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Imagine you ask two people the same exact
5: set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver.
1: Again, if you just started listening to this podcast, this is a podcast focused on how uh, the coronavirus is affecting Bachelor Nation and also pulling on some of Bachelor Nation's favorites and alumni to talk about their experience and their expertise when it comes to facing uh, difficult circumstances or facing a virus like this. Uh, Our next caller is Derek Paith, one of my favorite people in the world. I love him dearly as a friend. But he's in New York City right now after New York City just went on a citywide shutdown. And, Derek, we've got to hear from you. How is this changing your life? Ben, people are running
10: in the streets wild. Everyone has started freaking out. And uh, I'm pretty sure this is the end of New York City. (laughs) Oh, hey, Derek. How you doing, buddy? I'm just kidding. Hey man, uh, I'm doing good actually. It's such a weird thing because we're basically like sitting at home. Everyone's working from home, um, and this is just like happening around us, and it's happening, but like not you know too many of us. So it, I don't know. It's just hard to get through. I think your head in many cases, but but uh, yeah, just stocked up on toilet paper and food and um, ready to be self quarantined for a while.
1: If you could, I mean, overly generalize here, because there's a lot of people live in New York City. If you could overly generalize the vibe and the feelings of the emotions of the city right now and the people within it, what would you say? Um, I
10: think there's kind of two camps of people. Uh, There's people who are really annoyed that this is impacting. Obviously, this is like the center of financial transactions throughout the U.S. in many ways, you know so th- th- a lot of in that i i work in the finance world a lot of folks there were just going like is this are we overreacting too much you know like we want we want to we want to keep the wheels spinning as normal as possible and then on the other side there's like the camp of people who are actually i think uh, freaking out a little bit too much um and like that's where when i went to whole foods the other day to get food you know, people had bought like 20 boxes of pasta and 14 boxes of cereal. And I'm going, it's not like the grocery stores are closing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to be stuck for, for two months uh, uh, without any way to get anything. That's and, and so um, it's just like really empty everywhere you walk, though. Nobody's really walking out, outside or, or going anywhere unless they're going to the grocery store. That's pretty much it.
1: The uh, I mean here's here's one of my personal opinions which are always fun to to explain on the podcast because those always go over super well. Um, right. But,
10: <laughs> I know as I'm saying these things I'm going oh
1: no who's gonna yell <laughs> at me? For I yeah. Then? I uh, you know I don't get I'm I'm a little bit distraught. I understand what we're doing and why we need to stay inside. I, I think it's a right and responsible decision. I don't understand why consumers are overreacting to the point of buying up everything because that's just irresponsible Mm -hmm. to everybody involved. Why do you need 30 bottles of hand sanitizer if you're gonna be in your house (laughs) for the next two months and you just bought up all the toilet paper making everybody's life more difficult? Like team, we're in this together, let's slow down, let's take a step back, like be adults, be responsible and think about others as well. Mm -hmm. And I think this overreaction to buying off everything off the shelves is sad and it shows what what would could and does happen during mass hysteria which i I still feel like we're on the edge of derek for work and and kind of for you one of the things one of the things i've noticed is uh how uncomfortable people are with slowing down i mean it's interesting if this would have happened 20 years ago how much easier it probably would have been for so many because we'd have been used to slowing down New York City doesn't isn't known to slow down. Is it hard for people right now to take a step back and kind of take a breath? Yeah,
10: I think we've just kind of been forced to um, once the school uh, the school thing is in, in my opinion the biggest driver of uh, you know at, th- at that point in time mm-hmm. you go, okay well everybody you know there's enough people that have kids we can't just keep doing what we've been doing. there's nowhere um, there's no like public school system to help take care of everyone you know so uh, that's that I think is like okay, we got it. This this is a decision that's been made. We got to roll with it. Um, I don't know. I think everyone should get bidets, though. Personally, I'm a bidet fan mm, <laughs> instead mm. of toilet paper.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, is, that's so. going to be the next thing to sell out on Amazon. <laughs> it's a nice bidet <laughs> what about uh dating i mean i don't know if you're dating anybody in new york city i know that you're you're you know you've been single last time we talked on this famous podcast i know you were interested in getting out there and exploring uh dating's obviously changing right now in new york city has it changed for you uh
10: yeah because you know what you just like can't go anywhere i mean i don't know how you it, it, i think with our our change of um you know, going so virtual with everything, it's like it's great, a great way to maybe find somebody one off um, to, to like start a conversation with. But how are you supposed to go on a date when like all the restaurants are closed and uh, movie theaters and everything like that? So, um, I mean, it's, it's like it's it's going to be very um, like go for a walk through the park kind of thing. I think it's going to be about our only options or, you know, cook at home, I guess. But uh, that's kind of weird and uncomfortable for, for a first date if you're
1: going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It really is. I, I was wondering that for, for everybody out there dating right now. Uh, my girlfriend is in Nashville, Tennessee. I had to come back to Indiana um, to spend oh, wow. some time here because my house in Denver is being rented out. And so this is the house I have right now because I just got off a of tour. Uh, and she's going to try to make her way up to Indiana here in the next few days but it is changing the way we're dating. I'm actually personally a little excited about it. I mean, the idea that we can go on a walk and the idea that we can do a puzzle and read, nap, yeah, right? talk, like this, it's an odd switch. And, and granted, this is not good circumstances. This is going to be hard and it has been hard for many. Uh, it's not a great time to be a restaurant owner uh, like myself no. or a coffee shop owner. I, and also there's people out there like the people that work on tour with me when we got off of it who now no longer have any type of income or job and don't have an outlook to find a job because all the tours have been canceled this is a hard season and and let's not forget that but it's also in a sense oddly peaceful of how much we all are going to have to slow down totally i'm sad i missed you you're going to be here this weekend i was going to be in new york city yeah, it's really weird, man. The Bachelor Live on Stage tour had been incredible, man. It, uh, we had sold out most of the shows. We uh, had just had a huge show in Minneapolis uh, of about three thousand people, and uh, cool. that was our last show until the break. And then we were sitting at dinner, and they called us. And I mentioned it earlier, but they called us and said, "Hey, you're going home." But uh, the truth is, we hope to get back out on the tours, uh, you know, as soon as this can clear. Uh, but, yeah, it stinks. We're going to be in New York City this weekend for what was going to be our biggest show yet. Yeah, the beacon. The beacon. <laughs> yeah. But, well, hey, we'll come back and see you soon. Derek, you're the man. Uh, what uh, are, I'm going to ask everybody who comes on the podcast today. What is your top five things you want to accomplish while you're quarantined? Mm, okay. So, number one, I have already
10: have a set of three books that I decided I'm going to read. Um, since, uh, instead of going and traveling, you know, to work and to go to different things, like forcing myself to sit down and, and I have not been reading enough. Um, and then the second thing is I'm going to start running again because obviously I'm not going to be going to a gym. Those are closing down as well. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, those are like the only two things I really did have, I guess, call my family more. would Be a good one. I don't do that enough. Um, and I'm sure you get that like living so far away from, you know, where all your family is. It's, it's, uh, it's a good chance to take care of some of that extra space of being stuck by yourself and instead of being around people and, um, and make sure you, you go and do that. Let's see. I'm going to say number four, one of my best friends, uh, Olivia just got a new puppy this week and, uh, she lives just down the street. So I'm definitely going to go play with. A new puppy, and then let's see. uh, Number five is going to be eat right, I guess, because I'm cooking mine for myself. Um, You can't really like use uh, Postmates like I do all the time, so you know, I guess, gonna
1: have a few more salads. That a boy, that a boy. Well, Derek, uh, thanks for. We got to five. We got to five. I I, I knew you could. I had zero doubt, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for talking to us. Good luck in New York City. Uh hold down that city like I know you always do, and we'll be checking in, at least I will as a friend now and again, to make sure that you're, you're holding up okay and not going crazy. We appreciate you, man. Hey, man. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. See you
11: later.
1: Let's take another break before we bring on Travis Stork, a former Bachelor and now Uh, doctor host of the doctors uh he's gonna come on and talk about some new projects he has coming up relating with uh his show and also with the coronavirus so hey let's take a break we'll be back soon
0: what keeps baby skin healthy trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm
5: Mini Driver.
1: Well, our next guest is a former bachelor, but best known as the doctor's host, who's now doing the doctor's podcast with Travis Stork. Travis, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast.
4: Well, thanks for having me. I
1: appreciate it. How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, uh, years ago when we started this podcast, uh, we were talking about dream guests, and you're one of them. I don't say that to pump you up. I say that because I've always been so impressed with how you've handled yourself uh, in your career altogether. You have an amazing career as the host of the doctors with how many seasons has it been? 12 seasons, believe it or not. It's insane, man. Well, uh, I've, I've been on your show before kind of, I don't know if you remember this, but accidentally I came to watch a buddy of mine who was going to be one of your guests. Uh, and I was able to sit backstage and kind of <laughs> watch you do your thing. And it is impressive. Uh, so
4: just hey, want to say hey, that on the start, real, real quick. You don't know this, but so, you're talking about Chris Strandberg, Chris Cupcake. So yeah. Chris, do you know this? Do you know that Chris actually is the one who introduced me to my wife? I did not know that. Yeah, so that wasn't just a buddy of yours. So yeah, Chris is an instrumental person in my life. Um but yeah, I, I loved meeting you back then and it's been years, but uh it's crazy. I guess we're both um I, I, I guess we're both part of the, the bachelor fraternity forever, huh?
1: Yeah, we really are. Uh, like it or not, we are a part of it. And uh, and this show uh, specifically celebrates The Bachelor and everything it's done for all of us that have kind of uh, allowed us to to launch a whole new platform or career from it. Uh, but, Travis, we have you here today. Uh, Dr. Travis Stork is on the line to talk about uh, the recent developments with the coronavirus. Um, now, we, we're hearing words right now, self-isolating, self-distancing. Um, people are now quarantining themselves uh, by being recommended by the doctors.
4: What do you think of all this? And will it slow down anytime soon? So a couple of things. And first things first, most people know me as a host of the doctors. And I'm happy you plugged the podcast because I've really been covering this coronavirus topic a lot. But first and foremost, before I was ever in front of the cameras, I'm an ER doctor. So I have a lot of strong feelings about this. And what's interesting is my feelings are strong if you're on either end of the spectrum. And so right now we have, in some camps, it's pure mass hysteria. And then the opposite spectrum is people think it's a bit of a joke. This is just like the flu, no big deal. So where we're at right now is a ton of unknowns, and in the medical field, so I talk to all my friends across the country regularly in the ERs. What I'm trying to get a sense of, and the concern we have as ER doctors is, hospitals are already spread thin. And just today, alerts out there that we're running low on blood products. So these are for all of the things that we might have to deal with in addition to coronavirus. So if we see a massive surge in cases over the next, two, three weeks, one, two months, if it happens too quickly, we just do not have the resources to take care of everyone who might need respiratory support. And so that that's where we're all just, that's where we're we're definitely scared if that were to happen. Yet having said all of that, the mass hysteria is completely unnecessary because the world will go on. This is not a virus that, if you catch it you are likely to have a bad outcome from it the people who tend to get affected uh, the worst are are the elderly people with underlying conditions but having you know said all that there are a minority of patients who are otherwise healthy right now then there are multiple er doctors in intensive care units intubated in the country who've caught this so that's why i'm telling people be be aware be a little bit scared of, of what could happen just as a society, but Overall, there's no reason to panic because in two, three years, we'll look back at this and we'll say, you know what, that, was, that definitely raised our alarm levels, but we got through it.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, just a little,
1: uh, and I don't know if we can answer this question, how does something like this start? Where does it come from? And then uh, why is it that we haven't seen many things like this uh, at least on a global scale, and I mean, at least my lifetime, and really within the last hundred years.
4: And I'm glad you said that because people will bring up Spanish flu. None of us were really alive back then, but that was that was the last time you had a virus just spread across the world and killing millions of people. Well, this so this is how it, let's break it down really quickly. We'll go back to virology. What are viruses? Well, viruses need to be inside of a living cell to survive, and basically what they do is, this virus tends to attack cells in the lower respiratory tract. It then uses your cell to replicate, and then when you cough or sneeze, that virus is shed, and then it needs to find a new host. And so it just, that's how it's spreading so um, prolifically, but these viruses, they're constantly evolving. So coronavirus, it's a family of viruses. And I still remember my first year of medical school as I was learning about the coronaviruses that existed then. You know, a lot of coronaviruses when I was studying in med school, which was sadly, you know, this is over 20 years ago. I'm an an old fogey now, Ben. But (laughs) the the coronaviruses, were we tended tended to think of them as viruses that just caused the cold. Well, since then, you know, this family of viruses also – We've seen SARS and MERS. Those were coronaviruses. The reason that they did not spread to the US is that they ha- had a higher mortality rate. So they would kill off, basically, a, a, a dumb virus is one that kills too many people because it needs hosts. It needs your, the host to live to pass itself on to others, to replicate, to, um, to spread throughout a pop- population. So this virus, which we, we think, again, started in China. Uh, probably initially a virus that passed from an animal to human. Now it's human to human. It is spreading so quickly because, A, it's contagious. It can live on surfaces. It's incredibly contagious. can live on surfaces three days, maybe more. It can hang out in the air potentially for three hours. So you can inhale it. You can touch it. You can get it by touching your face if it's on your hands. Uh, I should say touching your eyes or nose. Um, and that's, what's making it so crazy because this virus is brilliant. It's smart. It keeps most of its hosts alive, doing relatively well. So they're going to go out. If if you're going out and about and and you're in large gatherings, you may not even know you have it. And meanwhile, you're spreading it to others who then maybe spread it to someone who's going to have a bad outcome, like your grandma, for instance.
1: Mm, That's too bad. I mean, it is wild too, because I I just was listening to interviews today of, uh, a couple people who have the virus, they've tested positive, and they they feel fine, and they feel normal, and they're up and they're moving around, and they're wondering what what this all this like, you know virus hysteria is about. And speaking of hysteria, uh, over the last couple days, L.A. and New York and other cities, including Denver, are closing movie theaters and restaurants, uh, and also gyms. Uh, will this work to slow it down? I mean, this self. I think a lot of people right now have a lot of questions about this self-isolation, this quarantine, they're fighting it, they don't like it, they think it's ridiculous. Is this the way to really help it?
4: Well, there are degrees, so there's a huge difference between social distancing, self-isolation, and quarantine. So quarantine, if you are infected or think you're infected, then quarantine is necessary because what you're trying to do is minimize your impact with the world while you get better. Self-isolation is similar um, but that might look a little more like, hey, we're just we really want to lay low right now. Maybe you live in a household where people are high risk. For me, you know, my wife is is twenty seven weeks pregnant. and although we don't think this is uh, putting pregnant women at increased risk, I'm obviously very cognizant of her and her exposures. But social distancing is something entirely different altogether. and that's, Right now that's what I'm telling people to do. You should still, in my opinion, go outside and go for walks with your family. Get get out and get some fresh air as spring is here. What you shouldn't do now is go hang out at a bar with five hundred other people and while you're high five and everyone, because that's that's how this virus gets transmitted. So there's a social distancing is I think something we can all do, and it, it, it's not a huge sacrifice. And that means that you know, a lot of people still, if, if you have a job where you have to go to work, well, it's just slightly different. If you work in an office and, and, and your company still has you going to work, if you're keeping yourself five, six feet, I should say six feet away from others, well, that's social distancing. If you have a job where you're working in manufacturing and you're keeping some social distance from others, that that is social distancing. So I, I want people to understand there is a happy medium here. Um, complete, if, if you're otherwise healthy and you're low risk, you're low risk, these social distancing measures, what they're designed to do is prevent the the rate at which this is being spread so that we do not end up overwhelming our healthcare system and so that people who are at risk, and again we're all a little bit at risk because I'm just telling you, Ben, as an ER doc, and, and a shout out to anyone on the front lines right now, every single mm-hmm. person who is in emergency medicine or um, if you're out as a first responder, taking calls in the field, it, anyone out there putting themselves at risk to, to, to help people just they deserve so much credit because there are. There are people right now in the ICU, doctors who are otherwise healthy who have gotten really sick from this. But by and large, the mortality, the high rates of mortality, um, they're in older people. People over 80, we're seeing about, again, I'm throwing this out there, it could change right now, maybe 18% mortality rate. So that's, if you think about it, and you have a loved one at home, or you're going to visit grandma, and she's over 80, or grandpa, that's a, it's a really high mortality rate and that's assuming having care if we don't overrun our health care system
8: mm. Wow
4: so you yeah know, I mean, it's like it's a conundrum Then it's, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of if, if I don't get people to heighten their awareness and this runs amok we're in trouble if we all just do take some simple measures and and as a society we do a good job of social distancing and it's things like, uh, I'll use this example with restaurants. You know, I want local businesses to still stay afloat. Well, we still all have to eat. And there are restaurants taking measures where, in communities where um, maybe restaurants aren't closed, but they're, where they're putting in place where people are coming in, getting takeout, the restaurant's still making money, people are still getting uh, nutritious meals. There, there are ways to do this to mitigate it. Um, that can be effective. And that's why we call it mitigation versus like what you saw in Wuhan in China, these severe um, containment strategies where people can't even leave their home, much like you're seeing in Italy now.
1: Well, you know, that's the thing is I have two restaurants in Denver, and I was just saying earlier on the podcast, we've officially been told that we have to close them for sit-down seating, but we're going to do takeout and delivery. There are measures that are uh, that are not uh, hysterical in nature, yet wise, because we don't want to overflood the healthcare system. Which brings me to this now, when we're talking about hysterical measures, uh, one of the things that's going on even here in Indiana, in small town Indiana, is all of the toilet paper and all of the hand, hand sanitizer has been bought. Is that wise for us to go out and load up as much as we can on these things, or is that just pointless?
4: Well, hoarding where let's say half of the people in our country get a lot and the other half get nothing, Is that's not the way to go. Um, I think in life I've learned and getting back to the importance of prevention and being prepared a little goes a long way. And so if you're going to get, you know, if you go to the store and you're looking to stock up on a couple of weeks worth of food, just in case someone in your family gets sick or um, we have to institute more strict measures, you know, what I do is I, I focus on getting these higher calorie healthy foods like nuts and nut butters and, and cans of things like beans where, you know, these are because let's, let's keep in mind, we need our immune systems to be healthy during this time and things like maybe some frozen fruit, things that will keep longer, but also you can eat them and it'll optimize your nutrition. But we don't, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. But I don't see a scenario here with this virus where you're going to, you know, where you're, you're going to have grocery stores completely closed and we have no access. What's, what's kind of cool about today's society. And you just alluded to it basically the ability to modify our behaviors. You know, we, we have a more teleconnected society than ever and podcasts are a great example of that. Well, We still, and and as of now, USPS, FedEx, they're all still delivering. We still, even though things are out of stock, we can still order things via Amazon. There are, there are, the world, like I said, is not going to come to an end. So people who are out there stockpiling two years worth of things, that's, you know, it's kind of the, the tragedy of the split check there. If you're not, if you're, if you're not willing to like stockpile enough to get you through the next few weeks. Maybe even month or so, months at some point. But this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna be something that's two, three, four years where like one guy in Tennessee who had eighteen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's next level.
1: It is. I just actually, as you were talking, I looked up my, my buddies are texting me a picture of the King Supers in in Colorado, and it's empty. I mean, right now it is empty, which which in a sense to me is frustrating because there, there isn't a need for it, as you said, and it ends up putting the vulnerable in a bad position if they do get sick and there's no place to turn for the supplies and the things they need to stay home and to get better and to recover. Uh, final question for you. Uh, if there is somebody in your family or a friend or if yourself uh, are feeling under the weather um, with the symptoms that come with the coronavirus, what do you recommend them doing? What are the proper, most responsible steps uh, to not infect others and to get healthy themselves?
4: Well, if you're talking about someone who's otherwise healthy and and feels otherwise pretty well, I, I don't want to get into the situation where you're thinking about, oh my gosh, do we need the ER? But if you, they're starting to set up mobile testing clinics. And so I think right now, if you're just not sure what to do, you think you might have coronavirus, telemedicine is a great option. Getting in touch with, if you have a healthcare provider, via telehealth, phone calls, whatever you may need, or going to a mobile clinic, or one of these mobile testing sites, or looking online, trying to figure out your area, where's the easiest place to get tested without potentially exposing everyone else. And then if you do find out that you're positive, or you know what, you're not feeling great, you're not sure what it is, but you just want to, to be a, a good member of society and lay low. All you really have to do is around the house, washing your hands a lot. I, if you're going to be around family members in your house, do throw on a surgical mask, something where if you're coughing or sneezing, it's not spreading into the home. And then if you, you know, that's the one time where I tell people be real fastidious with just cleaning doorknobs, sink handles. Anything that is that the sick family member is is touching um, and then just as a sick family member do Netflix and chill. if you're otherwise healthy and doing OK as much as you can in an, in an area, maybe your own room where you're not interacting as much as usual with your family um, other than the necessary things. And, and that'll go a long way. To preventing others from getting sick hey thanks a lot man for that advice and then sh- shameless plug just because it just it literally just dropped and you know i just started this podcast was mm-hmm. supposed to launch with dr phil on the 25th but because of all this i'm giving continual updates and uh, a new one just dropped and so if people search travis stork on their favorite podcast platform uh, they can listen to me going into further detail and also I, uh, I tell the story on the podcast today, Ben, of how my season on The Bachelor did not lead to marriage. But believe it or not, one of the ER docs I talked to today on the podcast he met his wife through The Bachelor, through my season of The Bachelor. It's a, it's a, uh, it's an interesting story. So The Bachelor does work after all.
1: It definitely does work. Yeah. So everybody out there, Dr. Travis Stork is on the line right now. The Doctor's Podcast with Travis Stork. Uh, he is the host, is now available wherever you listen to podcast. Also, there, as he mentioned, we'll be releasing uh, some new episodes in response to all things coronavirus. Uh, you can also find uh, Dr. Travis Stork as uh, the host of The Doctors Show. And uh, he was season eight, uh, The Bachelor on season eight of The Bachelor, where he chose uh, his uh, lucky pick, but is now married to his wonderful wife. Paris Stork, and they're expecting their first kid in June of this year. Travis, congratulations. Thank you, and we appreciate your advice on the Almost Famous podcast. Absolutely, Ben. Be well, and uh, until next time, take care. Thanks, buddy. Just try to process all the information that Dr. Travis Stork shared with us. Uh, that was super helpful. Uh, just to recap, there wash your hands uh, if you aren't feeling well um, stay away from loved ones as best as possible. Stay quarantined, rest, uh, relax. Um, make sure you cover your mouth with something as you cough and sneeze, stay away from large gatherings and groups. It doesn't mean, here's the important thing, guys. Uh, we've got a lot of questions about this. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not here to give you advice, but it does not mean that you need to stay inside, get outside, exercise outside. Just don't go to the gym. Uh, get some fresh air, breathe, walk, um, enjoy, uh, the time to slow down and just try the best as possible to keep yourself safe. And it's not only about you listeners, this is very good knowledge for life. It's not just about you. It's about the people that are most susceptible to getting drastically affected by this virus. So stay away so that most people are not infected by this fast spreading corona virus well we talked a lot with uh dr stork uh about the hysteria that's following the virus and while we are uh cities are being shut down states are being um put on alert and schools are being let out and made to stay home people are freaking out Uh, We forget that we're all in this together. And with any type of mass hysteria, there's obviously anxiety that uh, comes about as well. And that's we're going to bring on Taylor Nolan here in just a second to talk about how we can handle anxiety and stress and all the things that come with um, the hysteria that's facing the coronavirus. But before we do, let's take one more break, talk about our sponsors and come back with Taylor Nolan.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of
5: seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver.
1: Taylor Nolan uh, from Nick Files' season of The Bachelor, a common guest to the Almost Famous podcast, is on the line right now talking to us about how we can handle handle anxiety and um, the pressure and the stresses and the confusions that come with so many things that are unknown, especially this virus. Taylor, welcome back to the Almost Famous podcast.
11: Hey, thank you so much for having me back. Unfortunately, under not the best of circumstances, but happy to be here.
1: Yeah, you know, it isn't the best of circumstances. We just got done talking to Dr. Travis Stork about kind of the health concerns and uh, the, the issues with that come with trying to keep ourselves healthy while also trying to keep others healthy uh, and how quickly this virus can spread. All those things said, mm-hmm. we can hear from a doctor who says, hey, uh, this is a major issue. This is spreading fast. Uh, mortality rates for people that are elderly, uh, or with underlying health concerns is concerning. However, if you're a healthy young adult, uh, you will typically recover just fine from this. Uh, but this is not a problem for you as much as it is a problem for those who are, uh, you know, maybe a little older. Well, all this being said, Taylor, there's a lot of stress right now. It feels like, uh, in the world, which brings me to my first question. How do we handle anxiety during a time of so much unknowns?
11: Yeah, unfortunately, when you talk about control, right, and things being unknown, that is usually where we experience the highest amount of anxiety. Um, Having some kind of control or feeling like we know something gives us a sense of comfort. And when we don't, it's Definitely leads to a spike in anxiety. It can lead to even further health complications. Um, so it is really important to focus on your self nourishment. I like to call it um, and also emotional boundaries. Um, one thing that I'm finding with the virus and, and all the information that's out there, um, we're really getting like overloaded with information. And I think that that is causing a huge amount of increase in anxiety because we feel like we have to constantly be plugged in. We have to constantly be following all the statistics, getting every single piece of information possible when really, you know, we got to stick to to what we know, um, focus on what we can actually control and really set limits um, around our social media and and news information intake.
1: Taylor, right now, uh, you just mentioned it. There's a lot of things kind of out of our control. You can't see the virus. You don't know when you're going to get it, if you're going to get it, who's going to get it uh you also don't even know at this point um if you can go to the grocery store and get your necessities that you need to just operate in the world there's a lot of things outside of our control what are some ways uh as individuals we can practice kind of getting our focus back maybe not control back because mm-hmm. that's impossible but our focus back and our our minds back to a place of responsibility wisdom and focus
11: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that you're using the word focus because it's, it brings me to the word that I think answers this question the best, which is mindfulness. And I know that sounds sometimes like a really big word and, and feels like it's so out there. Um, but I think in order to actually really focus on, on what we can do, we have to have a certain level of, of mindfulness happening. So becoming more present in our environment, um, even something as simple as going for a walk. You know, it's something I did um, over the weekend. I went for a walk around my neighborhood and just literally focused on every plant that I walked by. Um, Getting super present in your literal present moment, being mindful of of what's coming up for you, of what you're seeing, of what you're smelling, of what you're hearing, you know, the cars going by or the birds chirping. Um, Those things will help reduce anxiety because you're not stressing out about what's going to happen or what could happen. And you're not thinking about what has happened. Um, You're really just there in the present moment. So I think doing small exercises like that right now, um, staying connected to your community, you know, whether that's FaceTiming friends. um, I've even moved some of my dates that I was supposed to have in person to (laughs) being FaceTime dates. Um, Maintaining physical health, like I said, going for a walk—that's uh, a good way to practice mindfulness. Um, even I know last time I was on the podcast, I think I brought up um, that I'm in training for sex therapy right now, and masturbation is a great way to relieve some of that physical anxiety. In addition to doing something like going for a walk or or a hike, um, trying to just relieve some of that physical anxiety that comes up.
1: The the physical anxiety is is present. I mean, we see it. Uh, right now, even I'm in small Mm -hmm. town, Indiana and, and everybody is, is trying to get out, move around. Um, the trails here are Mm -hmm. packed with people. Uh, and, and a lot of times right now, Taylor, there's a lot of people are spending time together. They're self quarantining. Uh, but yet it's groups of five or six people. For me, it's my family in a house of three and my girlfriend's coming up here soon. What are some Mm -hmm. good practices as people while we're together to not get on each other's nerves? Um, to try to, Mm -hmm. to, to try to stay self-aware of what we're doing while at the same time, how others are feeling, uh, any, any tips or traits to make sure that we're staying on top of our awareness?
11: Yeah. Well, one thing I think allowing space while you are still with other people can be really helpful because there, you might be in a situation where, you know, you're in a house with a group of people and that one person is, is constantly refreshing Twitter and reading out all of the news to you. And it could just be creating more anxiety for you. So, Um, implementing some emotional boundaries, like saying, you know, I appreciate how informed you are, but I really don't want to know what's going on. Um, So I'm going to take some time in my room, um, you know, and just kind of regroup. Um, I think doing something like that could really help. Um, But I also think doing things that aren't necessarily related to everything that's going on, right? Doing things like, playing puzzles and, um, you know, even playing video games, cooking meals together, really just getting back to the basics. Um, because in each of those things, you know, say you are cooking a meal, um, with, with your partner, with a family member that you're quarantining with, um, that's getting you all very focused on the present moment on what you're doing, you know, how you're chopping the carrots, what goes in, uh, to the pot next. Um, and, with all of that, hopefully you are able to take some time for yourself just to continue to check in and ask yourself, you know, how am I feeling right now? Is there a tightness in my chest? Am I having some anxiety come up? What can I do to take care of myself right now? And these are all skills that hopefully we are practicing on the regular. But in a time like this, we really have to get focused and checking in with ourselves, not only to maintain our emotional health, but to also protect our, our physical health in a time like this
1: that's those are that's terrific reminders and also new knowledge for me It's just to continue to meditate uh continue to take time for myself to continue to do things that i enjoy and that i appreciate while at the same time investing in others uh taylor we really appreciate your advice in a time like you said that is not ideal uh, but a time that is needed for people like you who are experts mm-hmm. in your field and uh and before we say goodbye to you i want to let you let you uh take this time to tell our listeners where they can find you. I know, as you mentioned, uh, you are uh, studying uh, sex therapy right now and you're also, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, have a podcast for yourself. So tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can best use your influence um, to help themselves.
11: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So the best place to find me would be Instagram, which is at Taymocha, T-A-Y-M-O-C-H-A. And the podcast is called Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. You can find it on any of your favorite podcast apps. Um, we also have an Instagram page for that where you can help kind of keep up on each episode week by week, which is let's talk about it underscore podcast. And I am seeing clients right now, but my caseload is, is full. Um, I've moved my sessions now to being done virtually just for everyone's safety as I'm here in Seattle. But um, Instagram and, and the podcast are probably the best places to find me.
1: Awesome. Hey, Taylor, we appreciate it. We appreciate your insight, your knowledge. Thanks for coming on the Almost Famous podcast, and uh, we'll be speaking to you again pretty soon.
11: All right. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks, Taylor. Well, we started out this podcast saying it was going to be a coronavirus kind of special. We're going to go through and talk to Bachelor Nation about how it's affecting them and then uh, some of the experts in their fields, like Dr. Travis Stork and Taylor Nolan, along with Derek Paith. Uh, on how it's affecting his life in New York City. Uh, we, uh, at the Almost Famous Podcast, want to take a second here and say thank you to the first responders, thank you to the doctors, the nurses, um, the PAs, the people on the ground uh, who are out there fighting the virus, uh, also caring for the people who are sick. Uh, we want to send out just, a, in a sense, a big virtual hug to all of you that are listening, saying uh, stay healthy, stay safe. Um, not just consider yourself during this time, but please, please, please consider others. Uh, Also, if you get a second, recognize how weird it feels to slow down and then realize that you should have been slowing down uh, years before. Take this time to rest, rejuvenate, um, so that we can enter back into this world at some point, who knows when, um, excited and and passionate about uh, what life is bringing and what life is offering us and excited about the time that we live in. Hey, um, that's enough preaching and speaking. We appreciate you. We'll love you. Uh, we'll be sending podcasts out uh, weekly, maybe uh, twice a week at this point, just to keep you entertained and keep us entertained. Uh, with that, I've been Ben. Thanks a lot for listening today.
3: Follow the Ben and Ashley I, almost famous podcasts on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots